and it's live. We're live. We are live. We are live. Good evening and welcome to Gunner Chat. I guess the the return of Gunner Chat. We've um, had some time off, haven't we? Don't call it a comeback. I can't believe <laughs> I just did that. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, Okay, well let's uh, let's introduce ourselves. So uh, I'm George, Jamie, and Dean. Lovely stuff. So um, yeah, I think uh, we won't uh, dive into it too much. Uh, but I think what well, I thought would be quite a good one. So it's been nine months since we've recorded. So I just quickly wanted to do this. What has actually happened at Arsenal in the nine months that we've been away? So um, just just one off the top of off my head, my head. Sorry, Albamiang, that's the big one. Missing well, out on top four, obviously. Missed out on top four, yeah. Choked it. Um, I think Tierney's probably been been injured three or four times in that time. Not strengthening during the winter window. Oh yeah, chasing Vlahovic. much like the way uh, uh, United are chasing De Jong, just a player that just doesn't want to join. Um, what else? I mean, the Super League came and went so quickly. Was that while we were away or did that go before we went away? I felt like that went before we went away. Maybe. I know we definitely um, did a, a quite heated podcast on that one, didn't we? Yeah. Well, all seems to be forgotten and forgiven nowadays, though. You don't really see the Super League brought up too much. That's no, because I... it'll, be, it'll be back in about two years once Barcelona completely... <laughs> Like Barcelona have got what six months left of existing, so they'll be back, like trying to get that Super League. Yeah, so we need the Super League to keep our head above water. Um, yeah, I completely forgot about that until I saw it in All or Nothing. But mm. I think, yeah, that that will be one for another time because Jamie actually hasn't watched it yet. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, that's I won't I won't say anymore. Uh, all right then, well let's do this. I think what we'll do is. I think we'll start from the game, you know, the season opener at Palace. And I think maybe we'll work our way backwards just to kind of talk about what's come in, who's come out and what we feel is uh, still needed from the club and also what we should expect for this season. Because I think it's going to be quite different from last year. Um, so, yeah, first, first game, Selhurst Park. Not an easy one to go to, but also if you, I think everyone just thinks off the back of last year, the first game, getting absolutely humili- humiliated by Brentford. So, how did you feel going into the game? For me, it was a just don't lose. Like I think every single Arsenal fan I spoke to in the like the week up to it was like, as long as we don't lose, it's a result. Like just don't lose. And I mean, we didn't lose. We we won. I think we were comfortable in the first. 35 minutes of that game like really good performance from every single player in the first 35 minutes and then we sort of tailed off a bit but what a result mm, mm. Uh, I was quite optimistic really based on pre-season the team's in a fairly good shape not missing many people he seems to have bought the people that he wanted to buy so I was quite optimistic really um, however I do understand the scepticism considering I think out of the last nine opening games I think we've won maybe five, four of them. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's not been a great rate of late. And considering 
maybe 20 years ago, it's very rare for Arsenal to lose an opening game. So hopefully we're back on the right track with good starts. So 20 years ago, it was rare for Arsenal to lose a game. That's yeah, true, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, you also got to look at it this way with Palace. They took four points off us last season. Like, they are a strong team against us. So they, they've turned into quite a bogey team. So that's why I was also a little bit concerned. But as you said, pre-season, even though you should never really judge your team by pre-season, look at Manchester United fans. Um, <laughs> Like, First pick of the season, it took about three minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's a timer on here, isn't there? It's seven minutes. It took seven minutes. Ah. Um, yeah, I just think, like, we got, as you said, we got all the right pieces in place, but there's still that nagging doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan. They've let me down so many times. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I th- thought we could win it, but at the same time, it was just all about not losing it. Yeah. On the whole, I think I'd agree with that. Um, I think the team was one that you could tell has gelled a lot over the summer. The key signings were brought in, um, you know, and it showed in that preseason. I mean, the, the games that we did play, aside from the ones behind closed doors, um, we dominated. And yeah, but it, it's going into that first game, isn't it? So it's like you could, I think you could slap PSG 7-0, but still go into that game thinking actually maybe not PSG because they didn't win the Champions League Madrid but you know a, a team of that caliber and just think oh it's a bit of mean, game it's it's just you trust Arsenal to be Arsenal we did um, beat a Champions League team 6-0 the week before true very so true. again pre-season mm. absolutely well, nothing real when it comes into yeah. the actual main season yeah and you beat Chelsea 6-0 up uh, 4-0 as 4-0, well 4-0. obviously the the winners from the year before um but here's the one that i I can't remember where i saw it i think it might have been talk sports so take it with a pinch of salt but um we were being compared to uh, i just want to see if you guys agree with this so the first 15 20 minutes someone compared the way arsenal played to 2011 barcelona i think you don't get better compliments than that I don't I think mean, we're that good. Yeah, we're not that good. I mean, <laughs> we're trying to find our own identity under Arteta. And I know I've called him Audi Pep before, but he seems to have really got his team and we're playing under his regime now. I know we called him a dictator as well last season. Uh, <laughs> but it's just it just seems that he knows exactly where our weaknesses and strengths are now. And he went out in the summer, signed some absolutely brilliant players. I know we haven't seen all of them yet, but yeah, I think all everything's in place now. I think we still need a, like two more signings. So I know we're going to get into that later, but yeah, um, I'm liking the team this season. Do you agree, Dean? Yeah, I, I, oh, it's a great team. I think this year, in terms of objectives, top four might be a reasonable objective there. Uh, but I do see this team, if they stick together and they are able to grow together, being uh, a, a considerate for a considerable force in the Premier League, and is arguably the best Arsenal side I have seen play at the Emirates. I yeah, 
I think I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, it's, I mean, it all kind of went downhill from that last season at uh, Highbury, didn't it? I mean, that's where we were in the Champions League final that year. Um, you know, the, I think the mid, the mid kind of tens, obviously when we actually killed that trophy drought. But yeah, this team, like, it's how young it is, isn't it? Like this, I think the average age is still 23, 24. And that there's already arguably some players coming into some world-class um, time in their careers. Like Saka, obviously you've got, we're keen to tie him down to kind of um, deter any any teams from coming in with a bid. Um, Erdegaard, you've now got uh, Gabriel Jesus in there. I think, yeah, this team, if it continues to develop and it can stick together, we don't lose any key players and we build on it. Um, yeah, 100%. Like This probably one of the best, most exciting teams we've seen during the Emirates. Um, you can certainly see Ramsdale barging his way into the England team. Oh, 100%. Southgate's definitely got um, some food for thought there. I mean, Everton going to be in another relegation battle. So, <laughs> but... Um, but obviously, we can come on to expectations, transfers and stuff. Let's, let's just dive right into the game. So, first 15, 20 minutes, absolutely dominating them. Should Martinelli have buried that first chance? Easily. I mean, mm. even if he goes with his weaker foot, it's, he can curl that in. It just he fluffs at it. And, I mean, the, the, I think this is going to be his main season. I know we're talking about how good Saka's going to do this season. I think this is Martinelli's season. Out all the players in our squad, he's got the most to prove. Yeah, it's because he's now wrestled that position off of. I mean, he was wrestling it off of Alba, and when he was given that full chance, he he didn't disappoint. But now this is going to be he's the number one choice there. Um, full season European football is back in the back on the calendar. So yeah, hundred percent. I think Martinelli is the one to watch. He, he, he needed to have buried that chance, but first first game jitters a little bit. Obviously, maybe he hadn't settled into in, into the rhythm of playing in, in the Premier League in terms of its competitiveness and in physicality. But uh, yeah, he's he's the one to watch. Um, he does need to pick up his goal tally a little bit. But what I did see is him and Gabriel Jesus um, switching positions. So you'd see Martinelli leading the line from time to time, and Gabriel Jesus out left which I thought will maybe give him the opportunity to kick on and get a few more goals this season. Yeah, agreed. And it's that, I think that Brazilian contingent as well, like they should be quite good at linking up at a club as well as, I think, an international level. Do you think that's going to help? I yeah, mean, of course. As well, with the World Cup coming up, you'll want to get these sort of um, combinations sorted within your club so that can lead to good success for your country. Brazil are one of the outliers for the World Cup this year. So, I mean, if they can get that connection in club level, it will help them in the World Cup. Yeah, of course. And then help us at Arsenal, because obviously that's the main thing we missed, wasn't it, last year? Goals. Yeah. Yeah. But look at the situation now. We've built two two completely different front lines: one Brazilian, one English. Yeah. And uh, well, on the goals, should we actually talk about the goals? So it comes from corner kick uh, on the right side. He's swinging that in. That's Saka, isn't it, on his left foot? Yeah. Um, completely 
overshoots everyone in the box. Did he? Yeah. Zinchenko. (laughs) Coming on the end. Well, not the full box, not the full box, to be fair. Um, But Zinchenko, in a land of his own, um, given the space, whips it back across with his head and Martinelli gets it in the bottom corner. Um, do, Do you think that that was deliberate? Oh, yeah, definitely pre-planned. Uh, yeah. Who's who's our... Um, I keep on forgetting the actual coach's name. The oh, set-piece set coach. Yeah. Because that is absolute genius, if you ask me. Nicholas, I'm looking at the Nicholas goal Gilbert? now. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. When yeah, that... that ball falls to Zinchenko, he's got no one around him. He's got plenty of time to, to pick that header out. And with that amount of space, do you think he's going to do that? in the same position nine out of ten times so in that case yeah what do you guys make of the goal it was a bit lucky i'll be, I'll be honest palace did have the opportunity to get it away um a, a bit of bad defending there were a, a few heads in front of him and i wouldn't say martinelli climbed above the rest it was lucky that he was fortunate in the ball fell to him he'd, he'd missed a couple of palace players but as as the old axiom goes, you've got to be in it to win it, and he's in the right place at the right time, and and, and stuck it in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent. Keeper does get a get a touch on it, but he's already going the wrong way. So that's a that's one nil, and then I think from there we we that's when we probably started. We still had control of the game, but we weren't kind of attacking them as much. Starting to sit back a little bit be a bit more comfortable and then I guess it was kind of like against the run of play you've got uh Palace's first chance haven't you and um phenomenal save by Ramsdale but do you do you think that's so much a good save or a bad header it's about 50 50 like you've still got to be in that position to make the save um it's is it I think if he headers it down, it causes Ramsdale a few more problems. But it is clean at him. But again, you've got to be fast enough to react to that. So, And that's what Ramsdale is really good at, having quick reactions. Yeah. yeah good reactions. Half the work of a keeper is being in the right place at the right time. If, you be, if, you, if your positioning is bad, then it makes your job a whole lot harder. If positioning is very good, you've got yourself in front of the player. And as you say, the reactions are very good. So he had a very good game overall. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think it's also kind of good good judgment as well, because I think we've seen in the past some of our keepers, they come out too far to receive the ball, <laughs> missed it. And I did flashbacks. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, Ramsdale, I mean, that, to be fair, that would, might have been quite a far one to come out for. But, yeah, I think good decision making, good positioning. You read the game very well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that kind of leads on to the second chance that Palace really had in the game, where um, I think, I'll I'll be honest, I don't know who any of the Palace players are. Um, So the ball comes through to, what's his name? Is it the the one-on-one that Ramsdale saved? Yeah, that's the one. That's Eze. Eze. That's the one. So one on one again. Ramsdale doesn't rush out to to smother it. He kind of 
comes out a few feet, stands his ground, and he just makes himself massive. And I think that, again, is kind of the earmark of a really good keeper nowadays. Like He's not rushing into decisions. He's taking his time uh, and getting himself in the right spaces. So, um, yeah, what, what did you guys make of Ramsdale as a whole? Uh, yeah, it's a very good game. There were a couple of times he was pressured under the ball when he was when, when he was receiving and moving the ball with his feet, and he <clears throat> he almost got caught at one point, I think, quite early in the game. But uh, yeah. other than that, other than that, it, it, a, a very impressive performance. He had some very good saves, and really, without him, we could have easily drawn that game too. Too. Yeah. Yes. Uh point in the first half and I'm not going to stop talking about this distribution he's doing this season that long kick he's doing straight to Martinelli and up front it's just such a flat ball he kicks in its quality but as you say yeah. I was I was worried when he kicked the ball square into the um I'm not sure which player it was was it Edward maybe yeah he kicks it straight at him like he he is a lot calmer than he was maybe at the tail end of last season I think he dropped off for a, a big amount at the end of last season um, mm-hmm. but I just feel like throughout pre-season again I keep on saying don't judge on pre-season but throughout pre-season and um, in that game he just looked a lot more calmer and he is a hilarious bloke as well apart from when he's laughing in your in your face what I'll get to at some point today uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. Um, I, I remember saying on the podcast last year when we signed him um, about people talks about the money. I said, well, the, the guy obviously wants to be here. He, he was a massive fan of the club. And let's give him a chance. Do you think he's, do you think he's now earned that chance? Cause, or, do, do, do you think he's proved himself with that chance? Because in my opinion, I look back at some of the goalkeepers we've had and he makes me the most, the most comfortable, maybe since Jens Lehmann. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a, that's trying to a think. good point. If, yeah. If we had said, so Almunia was after, wasn't he? He essentially was the replacement for Lehmann. Yeah. Then we've had Fabianski, Czech. <laughs> but obviously, we didn't have peak Czech or prime Czech. No, he had mistakes in him. Um, yeah. yeah, but then it was. Who, sorry? David Ospina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ospina. Um, then it, then we came into, like, Leno. Um, was uh, Alex Ma- Managa before or after? Before. James Lehman. He was yeah. after Seaman. Yeah. He was doubling um, with Seaman at some point. Are you sure you don't want Renison in goal? Nah, you're right, lad. That was harsh, I'm sorry. Maybe other than maybe Peter Cech. Peter Cech, was, he did play well for Arsenal when I he mean, first you, got there. But... You can't discount um, Martinez. Like we're, we're compl- I know I've oh, like, true. Yeah, slagged, yeah, yeah. slagged yeah, him off, did. but when Leno got injured, he did win us the FA he Cup. He did play so... well. So maybe, yeah. yeah. But then but, he's, he's, he's been a bit up and down for Villa, isn't he? So... Oh, oh, yeah, it's been terrible. But yeah. then... The question was first choice goalkeeper because I don't think Martinelli, Martinelli, fuck's sake, Martinez was a good first choice goalkeeper. I and I don't think Len, I think Leno was too good to be a second choice goalkeeper. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is why he's obviously left this summer. Um, mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Ramsdale's hundred percent proved his price tag. Um, and again, what is he? Twenty-three. He's a, yeah. again, fit, he fits in with you know. Obviously, we're going to use the term, but the project. Oh, as a goalkeeper, he's got at least another ten years in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, for me, Rams. If it wasn't for Saliba, Ramsdale would have been man of the match. Yeah, like those two oh. key, two key saves, I think, were vital to ensuring that we won that. And it'd be buzzing with his with a clean sheet straight out the gate. And then it led to uh, the second goal. I mean, that was against the run of play, and at, I think at that point we were like screaming for substitutions to be made. Yeah, and we got them, and they were uh, a part of the build-up. So. Who was it? It was Enketia for Jesus. Um, and then Tierney for uh, Zinchenko, wasn't it? I don't yeah. know. Did we make another one? Uh, we made another one, but at the end oh, it was Sandy Common right in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, like you said, against the runner play. Um, just looking over it now. And Xhaka picks it up in the middle of the park. Slips it through to Enketia, drags it out wide, finds Saka on that far right. And, yeah, Saka does what he does best, drives at those defenders, whips it in. And, you know, it was a deflection into the back of the net. So, again, you know, a bit of luck comes into it with uh, Palace's defending not being on point. But... I think that's, you know, what Saka does really well. Like, he kind of puts defenders on the back foot. He drives into that drives into that box and puts in that dangerous ball. Fair to say? Yeah, agreed. Um, as you say, he's the sort of player that will just make defenders feel so uneasy. And I think him, uh, Jesus and Martinelli up front are just going to be very, very good for us this season. Yeah, agreed. I think they're going to give... Uh, defenders nightmares um so a lot of pace in all three of them uh sorry go on Dane. that's why he's worth his weight in gold though because he can make something out of nothing even against the run of play no i agree because i i looked at that and i kind of thought well their defensive line like yeah he's drifted into the box but at that point palace have one two three four in the box with you know two pretty much on the line you kind of think well it's not a quick move no but we that's what he does the box either yeah he yeah he just takes it out to the right with his left foot quickly crossed in with the right and yeah before you know it's in the back of the net without um, sounding like a debbie downer though um was there any parts of the game that you thought we really need to improve on um I think it is keep like that second half we did sit back a lot, defended a lot. Don't 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 get me wrong, we defended well. Um Saliba is just the biggest breath of fresh air into that defence. But I think it's getting control of that game. Like it's you don't have to attack the entire game, but you we need to have better control of it. And a lot of the time, I think, what's it, that second half possession at one point was like 75% to Palace. So I, I think... I didn't realise that. 
Yeah, I think the game might. Uh, I mean, Statman Jamie, you might want to quickly check this one. But I think possession. I think Palace ended with a bit more possession than we did. <laughs> yeah, I think we had the second half. Mm. Controlled the ball a lot better. But in terms of things we should improve on, um, pa- uh, Palace managed to find enormous amounts of success running at us in wide areas, which I wasn't too happy about. Uh, the, mm. the, guys man- the guys managed it quite well. But there were times they were getting run a bit ragged. Um, I think Ben White picked up a yellow card fairly early. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think as, as a result of some of that trickery, and yeah, it didn't make me didn't make me feel very easy watching Wilfred Zaha run at him over and over again. You're sort of holding your head, saying, "Don't touch him! Don't touch him!" Yeah. Did, did you see the stat on Ben White at the end of the game? Yeah, a good game. Uh, first Arsenal player to get eight tackles in an away game. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's on a yellow card, but he's still making a lot of tackles. Yeah. And as, as an yeah. Arsenal fan, you look at that and you bite your lip. Well, no, Tommy's 100%. back. Tommy's back for uh, Leicester anyway, from what I'm seeing today. Happy days. He, he but yeah, on that. Right Sorry? I say he played well at right back. It made me feel bad for sort of Rob Olden and Cedric Suarez that they'd still rather play Ben White than either of those two at right back. Yeah, no, I think well, Ben White is, he does fit into that position quite well. He's done it for England as well. Um, so, yeah, so having Ben White there. And but don't forget, we paid we, we pay 50 million for him. We're not going to bench him. No, no, <laughs> no, of course not. But I think yeah. given the options, Ben White is better at right, right back, especially in that situation. Like against Zaha, yeah. like the, the best. Against right Zaha, like that's the sort of player you need a strong defender. Yeah, strong. Like, I think Suarez would have done worse than Ben White. I think oh, Ben yeah. White contained him so well. He, and that was the thing. He kept him on the wing. He didn't really allow him to cut inside that much. Um, and I think that's where Zaha is, is most dangerous. So, look do you know what? Like, I heard, look at that yeah. wisdom. Look at that experience yeah. from Ben White. Look at that wisdom. He's only 24. Mm. I think... You look at that squad, we've probably got the most experienced youngsters on the planet. Like aside of, you know, some obvious ones like Vinicius Junior and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I think a lot of people, yeah, were coming at Ben White's side, you know, get Tommy back, but clean sheet at the end of the day, he did his job. Yeah. Out out of his natural position, he's 24, and he took one of the most one of the most fouled players in the Premier League and managed himself on a yellow card, which is something that Arsenal have struggled to do over and over and over again, which is exert discipline and restraint when it when it comes to cards. Oh, 100 percent. That's good. Yeah, when you put like that, put even though like Jack did get booked for a, for a dive. Yeah, <laughs> that was I an outrageous mean, dive as well. Shaka is Shaka, isn't it? Like, but I don't understand why um, as he didn't get booked for diving, the exact same dive no. didn't get booked. No, it's like the Commonwealth it's Games stupid. out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, and I think that uh, my only like, I'm... go on. Oh yeah, sorry. My only downfall as well was uh, um uh, um. Odegaard should have shot when he had, he had so many opportunities. Oh, oh. that was, oh, was a point. I think it was in the second half where he does 
does that stupid that he tries to do a pass when he's just got a one on one. But uh, retrospect to that, is it retrospect? Uh, who, who cares? Uh, he um, had the most distance ran out of any player in the Premier League this weekend. So yeah, well, there's no point well, running into the covered. box if you're not going to shoot. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but no, yeah, I mean Erdegaard again. It, like he picks passes out like like it's nothing to him. But in those situations, you just shoot. Like that's yeah. it at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I don't care if you're you know Ronaldinho, JJ Kocha, whatever. How skillful you are, just put it in the back of the net. Um, but I thought let's obviously end on the man of the match, William Saliba, loaned out three times. <laughs> Paid 27 million for him and finally gets his Arsenal debut. What a game! He's just—I'm he, treating him as a new signing because, in my eyes, he is. Once, twice, three times a loney. But uh, yeah, the fantastic. It's that game. classic Wenger. It's like a new signing. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's it, 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 it's fantastic. He didn't look out of sorts. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he, he didn't disconnected from the back line at all. He, he dealt with the physicality of Edouard very well. He didn't get drawn into fouls. He didn't get drawn into the emotions of the, of the occasion. And yeah, it's just he was just like a duck in water. Happy days. Where's, yeah. where's he been for the last two, three years? Well, that's it. Is that a stroke of genius from Arteta? Because he, let's be honest, he played, what, almost every game for Marseille last season. Domestic in, uh, Champions League 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 One, I've, Ligon. I think it's absolute genius because without that, I don't think we'd be seeing that player that we saw on Friday night. Young and obviously won the Young Player of the Year for uh, Ligon as well. So people were against it, but you know we did have Mary, we did have Holding, and we didn't have European football. So I think it's absolute genius sending them out for that extra loan. It grated on fans I think it grated on Saliba himself to the point where he was also a bit I'm in an iron or maybe I want to stay at Marseille but I for me I think it's absolute genius and we've now great on you mate yeah it did (laughs) to be fair it did but looking back at it I think you know I'll hold my hands up and be like fair fucking fair play because we now I think we've got a world-class centre-back on our hands I mean he's still in the making he's still only 20 I think he's 20 turning 21 but he's getting all the praise right now, isn't he? Being compared to legends. I think when we originally signed him, um, his mum died or one of his parents died shortly afterwards. And the like, club I'm made, trying to... F- oh. The club made the decision to let him stay in France and be with his family because he was only a young man and he'd lost someone very close to him. And I'm sure they've looked at his, the trajectory of his development and thought, where do we want to stop this? And the answer has been because the trajectory of him on his loans has been so good. Let's stop it at the time where he is ready to slot right into the first team and not before. And let's not bring him in as a second choice centre back. Let's bring him in as a first choice centre back because that's clearly what he's going to be. Yeah, that's a point. For you, who starts? Like, what is your centre back partnership? I think with Gabriel being the only real left footed centre back. Gabriel starts, but is it? Do, are you going Saliba or Bite? 
is it is it time to try a back three again? Yeah, I think Jamie, you said this, didn't you? Oh, have we lost him? But yeah, it could be. Um, but then that means you're pulling. Are you pulling Saka back to be that wing back? He's done it before, and he's done it. He's done it with great, uh, great effectiveness. That's really how he broke through the team, didn't he? Playing as a, yeah. playing as a wing back. But I, I think, think in certain games we will use a back three. And uh, yeah, I oh, know I'm here against your cities, your Liverpools, your Chelseas, your Spurs. I think yeah, a back three with Zinchenko and Saka who can push forward dangerously or you know I mean Tierney if he's fit for those 10 minutes um I think that's probably how we'll go up against the bigger teams because you know catch them on the break but ensure that you know we're as strong as possible at the back but I think yeah everyday kind of league games campaign even um I do think we'll stay with your two centre-backs but I don't know. I think it just depends on the calendar at the time with um, Europa, League Cup, FA Cup. Yeah, European football. Yay! That's going to be fun again. I know. <laughs> no, in all, in all serious, seriousness, though, like, yeah, very, obviously, Europe is the bare minimum of what Arsenal should be um, settling for. So, yeah, it's important that we're back in Europa. Obviously, I think we're, you know, probably favourites to win it. Fingers crossed for a good uh, good, a good group draw. Mm. Uh, okay, then. I think that, that does wrap up the game, doesn't it? Uh, anything else people want to add on that front? Obviously, Leicester this week. Oh, yeah. That's another team that we've we've struggled against in the past. Mm. But, so. I mean, this is a Leicester team I do fancy playing. I mean, I think they won on the weekend, didn't they? Uh, 2-1. But, um, yeah. It wasn't massively convincing. Yeah, 100%. And I think, obviously, the whole Tiedemann situation, which we'll come on to, be really interesting. But, OK, I think well that, that, that wraps up the game then. There's... Uh, Let's move on to obviously the other big part. Thursday nights. Oh, Jamie's back. <laughs> Thursday nights, indeed. Yep, Thursday nights. Um, but yeah, should we, should we move on to the signings? Yeah, can do. Lovely. Right, so who, who was the first one? Marquinhos, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Well, really? No, Matt Turner, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Matt Turner. He just wasn't announced or something. Uh, we well, signed him. We signed him back in January, but we loaned him back to New England Revolution uh, to the end of, of their season. Yeah, yes. When when does the actual group get? Um... Ooh, I think Jamie's having a bit of a connection issue. Yeah, I think Jamie is lagging quite far behind. Do you want me to pause? Uh, I'm not sure you can. Let's let's just crack on. Cool. Um, so um, yeah, Matt Turner. I think he he played one of the games in America. I think. Yeah, he did. I think he played the one we was it the Orlando we played. Who did we play? I think it was the Everton game. Oh, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of preseason. 
Yeah, I think it's the Everton game. They had a bit of a shaky start, but other than that, he's, he seems happy to be there. Um, he's he's happy with his position as a second choice keeper. He's he, he's he's aware of that. Is I think I saw an interview where he said my job is to provide competition for Aaron. So hopefully he'll he'll help Aaron kick on. He said um he said he did find the club a bit intimidating at the start because obviously it's his first European club. But he said uh, the person that's made all the difference for him, believe it or not, is Rob Holding. And he's not the only person I've, I've heard say that, that Rob Holding's been an incredibly welcoming character at the club and uh, really? has been yeah. fundamental at helping new signings bed in. Apparently, he's walking down the coach and Rob Holding went, Matt, come on, mate, sit here. So he sat with him on the coach and sort of got to know him a bit. So, but yeah, maybe Rob Holding's importance lies as much off the pitch as it does on it. I agree, and I think that is why he's still at the club and I think you know we have turned I believe we've turned down bits for him haven't we um yeah you know, I think Newcastle are interested I think who else probably, probably the likes of West Ham or I don't know but um yeah I think he's, he's an important figure at the club at helping people bed in he's probably one of the more experienced at the club now even though he's still only yeah. what, 26 like Shocking. yeah I know but um but yeah I think he's yeah, help him turn a settle in, which is good. Marquinhos is, I think, you know, a bit of Martinelli 2.0. Um, bought in for, what did we bring him in for? Like four million, something really yeah. cheap. Um, apparently there's, I, I don't know what's going on with that lawsuit. Cause, um, oh, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, I think, want to sue someone over it because they've got, they've got <laughs> they want to sue someone. Well, they can't sue the player because he's a teenager on probably a couple of grand a week. Yeah. Can't sue the Brazilian club because, you know, there's not a lot of money in Brazilian football. Um, yeah. Oh, they want to come so off think, the big bucks. Yeah. So they're like, what's that? Well, we haven't done anything. We just signed him. No, We no. haven't done anything to Wolves. But, yeah, I'm not uh, even sure we were aware of whatever communication they'd had with Wolves previously. Yeah, and also, can you blame him? No. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've heard heard some good things about him. He uh, played for the under-23s, didn't he, this week or last week? Got yeah, a goal think, and um, an assist or goal and two assists? Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, I think it was Jamie who said he played very well. Yeah. It's a shame we can't confer with him, but I think his uh, Wi-Fi is about 10 minutes behind us. We, we're talking transfers and he's, Thursday nights! Yeah. <laughs> we carry on with transfers. and So when are the group is like, no, Jamie, we've moved on, my friend. The thing um, about Marquinhos, I suppose, is there's no pressure for him at the moment. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to get thrown in at the deep end. No, no, I agree. I think... I don't know if he'll... If he'll be loaned out, I think... Maybe is there like maybe do we want to bed him into the UK football system first, even if it is for the under twenty threes? Yeah. Um, bed him in at the club way. as well, because like I said it's I think it's a bit different. Like similar yeah. with Saliba, I think. Although you know we Saliba stayed on loan in France, where he's very comfortable. I don't think that's really so much an option in Brazil. I think he no. does need to be in Europe. So perhaps we keep him, bed him in with the under-23s. Could be an opportunity where he gets a little cameo in like the Europa League. 
Um, yeah. But again, I think that comes down to how his development goes. It really is the Martinelli path, isn't it? We yeah. Loan him out, and we give him we give him time, and it took him a little bit of time to come out of his shell. But once he did, once we did start getting a couple of games here and there, he started to get goals. Yeah, get a Klopp seal of approval, don't you? Um, which is another one like hands off, tie tie both them down to to the long term deals. Cool, but yeah, exciting to see. I think what will happen with Marquinhos over the coming months. Um, hopefully he, you know, settles in nicely. A lot, of, you know, again that Brazilian contingent I think is going to be important for that. Turner will obviously get a look in for Europa and the League Cup, um, Carabao Cup, Mickey Mouse Cup, whatever you want to call it. Coca-Cola <laughs> um, Cup. Coca-Cola Cup. Um, but yeah, so I think, what was the next one after that? Oh yeah, Ooh. out of nowhere, Fabio Vieira, I think. Oh yeah. Did we trigger the release clause? Or was it? Yeah, I've, I think it was a release clause. Ah, welcome Thanks. back. Yeah, it's released for us. I did see him getting rinsed like a dishcloth on social media. Those people saying like strong, a strong breeze, and he'll be a, he'll be away with the wind. He doesn't look like the most physically um, impressive player. I, I will admit, but we have had many players come to the club who did not look physically impressive. Martinelli being one of them, he took some time to stack on some weight, and I think I think he's only twenty-two, Fabio. Yeah. So he comes from Portugal. He plays for Arsenal. Vieira. Lovely. Whoa. They were singing that at um, Palace, weren't they? Yeah. Only because we were winning. We were like, <laughs> well, can't, can't sing it if we're, you know, drawing. Uh, but... there's, there's no bad blood with uh, Patrick Vieira. But, yeah. But is he, so Vieira, because obviously he's, he's not a built geezer. I'm talking about the new one now. Obviously. Oh, Fabio, we, know, yeah, yeah. we know Patrick was a unit. Um, <laughs> but is he is he tall? I don't know his height, because I'm thinking, you know, is he like Cazorla style? Because he wasn't, you know, a massive guy either. But... He was about our size, George. When I saw him the other day, it was about the same height as us two. Okay, well, there's a good few inches between us still, but... There is not. <laughs> oh. well, according, according to his profile, he's, uh, he's 1.7 metres, which is about 5'8". That might be shorter than both of us. So yeah, it might be a Cazorla like signing. Yeah, I think it he'd be good backup to Minor Erdegaard. That's what I think his main goal is. So we've got that uh, attacking midfielder. I have to say his friendship with Martinelli so far that I've seen on the social media and uh, what I saw from Media Day, those two uh, have got a really good friendship. So that could work out well as well when those two play yeah. together. That's good. Yeah, obviously set. I think settling in is something very important to player development. Um, I think that you'll see there's the the key player that we could talk about that's just left who didn't bed in well. But yeah, but I think Fabio Vieri can also play out on the right. Um, I think that's something that's not been talked about so much um, because I think we are in need of that extra winger, aren't we? So I think it's good if he comes back from injury, he can get a few minutes under his belt, backing up. Um, that Erdegaard position and Saka. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, good to have another playmaker on board. Yeah, it's also good to see. Um, but what I've, I'm not sure because of my mic cut out, so I had to go and grab a different bloody um, contact. 
contact different way of talking to you guys bloody hell um did you talk about how versatile all the signings are so far yeah well, I think, yeah i think we're, i was going to come on to that read my mind um especially with the likes of let's see so we were going in chronological order so we've got uh obviously gabby next and then zinchenko two two signings from man city i think two very impressive signings premier league winners but yeah, both versatile players. Like Gabby can play anywhere on that front three, really, can't he? Yeah, he showed that interchanging with Martin. Yeah, he showed that interchanging with Martinelli, going mm. out to the left hand side, almost occupying that position. Uh, Abamyang used to. Yeah, but let's actually hope Jesus can score this season from it. <laughs> no, that, that's harsh to Albert. Obviously, we wouldn't have won the FA Cup without him. Um, but yeah, just obviously he was one to forget for uh, for last season. But yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be really important offering that versatility. Zinchenko, left back and centre mid. Um, I think between Tierney's injuries and Shaka's red cards, that's going to be really, really important. Um, but yeah, I think I think that has been the think probably like maybe quite a key bit of the criteria for all the signings this year because you know we have got to build depth in that squad we have got European football um, and you can't go out and buy a new player for every position so I think versatility is what what we've gone for and it's not just that as well as with the World Cup coming up I don't think people are really like ready for what this season's going to be like like we haven't even had um, like you've already got Klopp complaining about the the fixtures, it, even though and pitches. Klopp can Klopp would have complained about anything to be fair. But we're going to get into the point where we've got European football. What have we got? Like five game weeks of European football before the World Cup starts. Plus, yeah, mid November it starts. Yeah, so right, it's like four day. Uh, no, it's six days between the Premiership stops and the World Cup starts, and then six days after the World Cup finishes. The Premiership's back. Like it's going to be a lot of football for some of these teams, and um, that's why they brought in the five subs as well. Like we need good rotation in our squad. We need good depth as well. Like it's we it's fine having like two players for every position, but when you've got two players for every position where one of them's Pepe, you're not going to have a chance. Yeah, that's what uh, down last season, really. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't even think we had two players for every position last season, as you saw, like, by the bottleneck at the end of the season, we were struggling to put out a full team. Yeah, yeah. for example, it's a, um, Tommy Asu moving over to the left, because we feel the player we did have, um, Tavares, obviously, we felt like he just wasn't cutting it at that level. Obviously, good to see him go out on loan. Um, but, yeah, OK, on that front... Who do who do we still need to get in? A central midfield, a central midfielder, and a right winger. Yeah, I'd like to see another striker come in. I'll be brutally honest. I've said we're going to make a move for a striker on uh, deadline day. I've said it to everyone. Deadline day, we will sign a third striker. What kind of striker do you think we'll go for? Like cheapest chips, or we're going to splash some money? I think we're going to go for a tall striker. I think we're going to go for like an Ollie Watkins or a Shea Adams. Patrick Schick. I think no, we should I, go I, for Cody Gakpo. He fits that winger profile and he should be able to be merged into a centre forward because he's got that height. He 
He's like he's six one, six two, and honestly, like I've seen some clips of him when we were first linked, and he gives me Thierry on revives. He oh. came to Arsenal as a wide player, um, merged into that centre forward. And I think Cody Gakpo could do something similar. And again, it comes into that whole versatility. He can play wide. He can play up front. 35 million um, capped at Netherlands four or five times. Um, but yeah, but I think we've put in a bid for this other kid, haven't we? This 19-year-old... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think what his name is. Yeah, it's just, is it Pino? It's... Oh, Jeremy Pino. Yes. Yeah. My heart, know. my heart breaks for all of He's... this. I, it's, I, my heart breaks for all of this. Because everyone's because you're not the only one to say, "Oh, we need a winger and we need someone with versatility who can play across that front line." The problem is we have that person, and it breaks my heart to like to think that you've not, he's not going to get the chance that I think Arsenal really owe him, which is Emil Smith Rowe. I know he's got a bit of a groin strain at the moment. Mm. He's not he's not fully fit but at the moment. He he play left sided. When he comes yeah. back, he will play left sided wing. We're talking about right sided wing. He can play both. To be fair, I've seen him play both, and he just... he looks he looks lost when he plays on the right hand side. Though it's not his best position. though. he can play in the centre. He's good in the centre. He's good. He's best out left. He can play on the right if needed. But he's someone who, what after the first however many games for us was our top scorer last season. Yeah, no, no, it's the true. Front end last season. I think there yeah, will be a plan for him. Um, it, I think it, yeah. I think he's out till October as well. So. Like a lot can happen by that time. Yeah, it's true. But he, I, I can't see him being left out once he's fit. Like, nah. again, rotation, five subs. It's gonna, it's a completely different season. European football yeah. on a Thursday night. True, yeah. Like yeah. there, there is games for all of these people to play, but they have to perform. And there's certain players in that depth that we have at the moment that aren't going to perform. Pepe, Reese Nelson. Pepe um, won't play. He just won't make the squad at all. I I've still got a feeling we might shift him. I don't. I feel like he's just gonna. He'll he'll be a deadline day one where I think we're just like, oh for fuck's sake, just just go, just go. Just... Um, but no, I think one pound fish. Yeah, I think Coming Smith over. Rowe will be quite key after the World Cup because I don't see him making the squad, and if he does, I don't see him playing many minutes. Um, nah, he won't play much. So I think he will be key after the World Cup, 100%. Um, but again, it depends what he's like when he comes back in October. If he's pulling up trees like he was last season and getting goals <laughs> yeah. before before the World Cup starts, there's no reason to not take him. Yeah. To, um, I mean, no, yeah, would... I, I think if he does get him. take him squad... over Jaden Sancho is, my, is always my question. Uh, yeah, think, true. Uh, yeah, definitely. But again, Southgate, we'll probably get onto this in a bit. Southgate has his favourite players. Yeah. Yeah. Rashford I mean, will probably still be getting that starting Lord. spot. I mean, it's away from our club, but there was talk about maybe um, taking Welbeck because of the way he was playing against um, Manchester United. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's not that much depth at the moment for England centre-forwards. Um, centre no, 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 but we've got 10 right-backs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, right, fair enough. I've seen the name that's been linked the entire summer. Telemans, is is it going to happen? Well, did you see his comments today? I don't know. Well, is um, it he's going to turn up to the game on Saturday and try to sneak on an Arsenal shirt? No, he he wants to be Arsenal. Yeah, he's I know he does. Before. He's he's 
not even try to hide behind that fact. Leicester know that fact, and they're just waiting for the bit. No, no, he wants to beat, not be at. Oh, beat. beat. Oh, beat. Yeah, he wants, to, he wants to win on Saturday. But yeah, he's got to say that because he's currently a Leicester player. And also, we don't want to be, we don't want to play. We wouldn't buy players who either a said like weren't up for the game, or of course he's going to, he's going to want out and come out. Like, he's going to want to come out and prove that we need to stick our foot in for him. Yeah, yeah. I'd love. He's not going to do that with terrible Thursday. performance. I'd love if we sign him on Thursday, so he's um, eligible to play against them on Saturday. I, I think they've got some issues. That. I don't think they'll do that. They'll literally just reject the bid and say try again Monday. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think Leicester have got some issues in terms of them, the, the finances and players. They don't. They seem to be very inert in this in this transfer window. I don't think they have a great deal of money to splash about. So I'm sure they're trying to organise a replacement for Tielemans before they'll approve a deal for him to go. You say that, but they haven't even got a replacement for um, Kasper Schmeichel, and he's gone. No, and this is this is where the money issue starts to creep in. So also, unless they. Unless they get rid of Fofana, who can who can who can finance all of this, they might be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, also, How much uh, they go they, for? They... Like sixty odd mil. Eighty. Oh, Eighty four. Yeah, Eighty. Yeah, but uh, George, back to because when my mic cut out, um, they drew two all. By the way. Uh, oh, is so, it two all? Yeah, they uh, an ex Arsenal player scored. Uh, Josh De Silva scored ah. the uh, equaliser on the eighty seventh minute. I didn't know he was an ex Arsenal player. Yeah, just a great academy uh, prospect. Again, uh, everyone came does it again. Yeah, everyone came through our academy. They, but um, but yeah, I just can't help but think it's t- like are we just mugging him off at this stage. Like it's been the entire summer, and the other thing is we're just linked with so many alternatives. It's like oh, Arsenal could sign Tielemans' alternative for fifteen million more. Yeah, like, <laughs> I just think. I just think, just just get it done. Like he's a proven Premier League player. He wants to join the club. Fits in with the age bracket. Just get it done. Like I don't I, know if I, they're just really trying to drive the price down. But I think, I think they what... know that Leicester in so much trouble financially that if they come in in the last minute, we're getting for pennies on the pound. Yeah, but the question hey. is now. I think I heard a rumor that Liverpool could go in for him now that Thiago's injured for two. Yeah. Months. And yeah, then that'll drive yeah. up his price. What, what so, yeah, exactly. You don't want to start a bit more. Just get it done. Um, cool. So I think that's that. I don't. Yeah. Aside from a centre mid and a winger, I don't see anyone else coming in. I'd be, to be honest, I'm a bit doubtful would do both of those. I think it's one or the other. Um, that's kind of I, a lot of money. I, again, it comes down to who we sell as well. Yeah. I, to be honest, I think well, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we? I think for the right deal they'll sanction it because let's talk about the outgoings so um straight off the end of their loan deals Gwen Doozy and Madrapanos they left I think Gwen Doozy was what like 10 mil something like that 11 maybe good reason to sideshow yeah. Bob yeah but we should have after the season he's had we should like that obligation Josh, he, was obviously 11 million he almost got sent off in his first game Yes, but he's one of the key players at Marseille. He is not worth 11 million. He's worth at least 30. It's just, I it's... think they've got us by the short and curlies there because yeah, we, we all know we, we all know Mikel Arteta wouldn't put him out. Um, if if, if Guendouzi was on fire, Mikel Arteta wouldn't put him out with petrol. So 
<laughs> the argument is, do you want to have this player back and risk not being able to sell him, not finding a buyer or m- maybe no one having interest or because of the oh, interest issues? within there, hundred percent. But do you want to risk it? Uh, I, no, no. Again, I agree. I think it was just he, Marseille have got an absolute bargain there. Similar I'm with sure. Mavropanos, he went for what, like three mil. Did he go half of Berlin? Uh, I think he went where he was. So he was at Stuttgart. But then I think Stuttgart Stuttgart had a buyer lined up already that were going to pay like 15. So they quadrupled their money. The old Canabry trick. Yeah. Um, So, you know, arguably you could say if you rolled the dice, could have got 50 million-ish, 40 to 50 for those two. Instead, we've got 13. Um, yeah. Leno, he's gone to Fulham now. How much was that in the end? Uh, eight, oh. eight million. Eight. That's yeah, not up front though. That's with loads of add-ons. I think it was only yeah. about four million up front. Four million. And, and we signed him for twenty-five, so that's a yeah. good, another bit of brilliant business. Yeah. They yeah. are. I mean, take his age into account, but obviously keepers stay age better, don't they? So you think. But bizarrely, I don't know why we didn't offer him uh, Leicester. Yeah, no, I was literally about to say that. Part of mm. Start a bid in war, and I think Leno for Tienemans. Well, as part of the deal. Straight, yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, yeah. like but maybe we give. Prob- Sorry, it's proud that you're probably thinking like he's got a little kid nowadays as well, so he's probably not wanting to leave London. So that's probably why he went to Fulham more than anyone else. I don't think he would have wanted to go to Leicester. No, well, I think but, he. Yeah, no. He did say that, didn't he? Um, yeah. Fair, fair enough. And obviously, Leno is one that, you know, I think we all wish him the best because he, he did a solid job for us for three years. No bad blood. Um, no. Yeah, won, won a couple of trophies with us, albeit he didn't play the final for one of them. But um, He did get messed about a lot with his position as well. Was he, yeah. is he first choice? Is he second choice? Is he does he play? Is he first choice over Espina? Is he first choice over Ramsdale? And he he kept quiet, kept his head down with dignity the whole time. So yeah, good lad. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like fair, absolute fair play to him. Top top keeper, and you'd think it'd be Germany number one if you know they just didn't have such an abundance of talent in yeah. in goal. Yeah. Like Manuel Neuer, yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah. So obviously, I hope he has a a cracking season at Fulham. Not too um, cracking. Not too cracking. You know, <laughs> kind of, Martinez experience again. Maybe some olive oil olive oil on the gloves when he plays. <laughs> um and then who who have we had? So Terrera to Galatasaray. So again another one. I'm just glad that whole drama is over. Um but but, again that's what eight million again? No, less than that. That's like five. Yeah. It's less than what Fiorentina tried to negotiate. Yeah. So, so w- what you're saying so far is we've sold five players and haven't got a Ben White back. No. We've sold five players and we haven't even got a Fabio Vieira back. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Um, and this is this is what I was saying. Like, I think in this summer, this final window, Cronkies will probably sanction transfers if we need them and just pay out front. But moving forward, this is where we need to start becoming a self-sustaining club. Um, yeah. We're out the back end of COVID. Ticket sales will start coming in. Obviously, you're Oh, you, you can't get tickets. I've tried for every single game. Got your open money point. again. That's the point. 
all the games oh, yeah. are sold out, that money is flowing back in. It'll be um, interesting what we do with the Europa prices as well, because Europa prices have always been 15 quid. I feel like they can just put them back up to 25 and be fine with it. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I feel like the, the deals that we're doing, obviously it's, they're important because we've got to get, again, it, it's closing that chapter, isn't it? It's closing the Emery era. Um where a lot of the, a lot of those players, if not all of them, came in during Emery. Um, mm. But then I think the last, well, the last two pieces of the puzzle. So Bellerin, apparently his agents were in London today to try and just hash out his exit. Another one you'd think should be worth some money. He's still only 27, had a great season at Betis, but they can't afford him. And that's the only place he wants to go. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that, that's nonsense. Uh, that's nonsense. Real Betis can afford him. They're just trying to squeeze us. They're just they're, they're yeah. trying to be cheeky. It's not just them. Day. It's him as well. For him to be like, just get me out of my contract. Like, nah. Yeah. Hey, no. I mean, his just... his part of it is he's just happy to cancel it. Like, mm-hmm. not be paid the remainder. I take that. Yeah, it's one of them. I, To be honest, I would probably accept. Because, again... I really like Bellerin. He's obviously he joined really young. He worked his way up. He he was a different player after that injury, but he's always been a key figure for Arsenal. Again, another one. He's never kind of um, said a bad word about the club. He's he'll be one of them, you know, gunners for life. Yeah. So if if there is no possibility of getting money for him, just 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 sanction it send him on his way best wishes and just again close that chapter yeah betis have spent in this window so far betis has spent 16 and a half million pound on players but we, we most people would gladly see bellerin go for around 10. yeah so it's not it's not that betis don't have the money betis have made their choice yeah and they're trying to play off the fact they know what arsenal are like edu kind of slipped up in that press interview where he said I approve of just cancelling contracts to get them, get them out because now yeah. Betis are going to really test that. Everyone's licking um, their lips, especially after the Aubameyang situation. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That, was, if, that was. If you let him go for free, who else will you let go? Let go for free. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that one. Obviously, I'm sure we'll probably hear some more news in the coming days off the back of this this meeting, and then the last one. Where the fuck is Pepe going? Anywhere, please. Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, he, he was trying to force that move to Newcastle. Newcastle were apparently interested. I should have taken him up on the train with me when I went up for media day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame, really, that, that, Everton, that Everton sunk so much money into Deli Alley because I could see him I could see him going there. Or Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really confused about Everton at the moment because they've apparently got no money, but then just signed Cody on loan and then Onana for thirty million. Yeah, like, I, I thought they were broke. Like this take... is this is modern football, isn't it? The old Barcelona method is that we are broke, but we'll buy your players. At least Everton have been able to register them, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. That Barcelona, but I feel we could do an entire episode on just what is going on with Barcelona. It's disgusting. Like. It is. It is actually quite disgusting. Like trying to force players into pay cuts so they can overpay other players. Like Levin Duskier, thirty-four, but still getting nearly four hundred k a week. 
yeah, can't have any. I mean, he's going to bang in the goals for maybe, I don't know, he'll probably be like Ibrahimovic and go on till he's 40. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Pepe is that last piece, isn't it? Would you would you have him on a loan? If it could get his, if it, yeah, if we could get his wages off the bill yeah. for the year and give him a chance to re-establish himself as that player he was at Little. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Loan, loan with an option, maybe. Loan with yeah, option. That... I wouldn't obligation it because I think an obligation is going to be based on his current value, which is yeah, not great. But he's what twenty-seven, so give him a season on loan. You know, he might pick up that form. 10 goals in a season get because let's be honest you know we're not going to get anywhere near 72 mil back I think <laughs> upper limit you're going to get off a banging loan is probably 30 I think Mate, the way we're out. doing it 15 huh? million the way we've been doing it at the moment we'll be lucky to get 15 mm. yeah I think West Ham is a shout for him I'm just saying swap him yeah. for Bowen give give him 15 million <laughs> Well, and this is why Hollis is not an agent. In what universe is that <laughs> yeah. going to happen? We've we've had talks with him about the availability of Bowen. I'm just saying, yeah, fifty million and Pepe. That's yeah, that's 122 million basically. That's not. That's not. That's not. Crazy not to them, it's though. not. But, um, they enjoyed. They enjoyed Lingard. They got the best out of Lingard. So they obviously yeah. have interest in filling that, that that right wide position with someone pacey who can run at players. So why not give Pepper why not give Pepper go? Yeah. Did you do the media day at West Ham? Do you want to give him a bell? Uh, no, I didn't. I, no, no agent Hollis for that one. I can only assist on, <laughs> I can only assist on own goals for Crystal Palace players. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Tell the story for that one. Uh, so uh, Mark Gay, he helped me like get out to the car park with all the equipment. So I may have told him to score an own. I'm joking. I'm joking. I did not tell him to score an own goal. No, <laughs> you might have tied him out that little bit. He couldn't quite reach across to head it. I mean, clear. Though, that that booth is quite heavy. But um, the the funniest story from media day would have been the Arsenal one, where I was doing throws to let uh, to, to Leno fucking hell to um, Ramsdale, and the football was flat. So as he's thrown it back at me, my thumb slipped off it and it smacked me straight in the face. Oh, mate. So, yeah, I got a distribution from Ramsdale straight to the face. It will know you you for the rest of your life as the man who smacked in the face of football. Yeah, he laughed so much. Like a a painful amount. That's going to haunt my dreams for a long time. Oh, yeah, he's he's going to remember that for a while. But, yeah, Jesus was friendly. The whole team was brilliant. it was it was great to be around the actual squad. So I, I've got good vibes from the team that day. So it's all about the vibes Absolutely. these days, isn't it? It's no, it is. Yeah, that's a team what, what... that looks happy to be together. They look happy to play together. Um... When they um when they got Sven, oh, I never I can't never say his name properly. Milstintat, whatever his name was, the the, the the Swedish guy that got um to do the recruitment, he. He come with the like almost like a money ball philosophy of stat building, stat building, stat building, and this is where we've literally just gone through all the players that he bought, and we're now shoving them out the door at record speed. Edu, yeah. Edu's come in, and it's a complete departure from that. It's not about stats; it's about attitude, mm-hmm. because yeah, you can't crazy. teach attitude. No, so that's the thing. Uh, Mari is going to be the first um, Arteta player to be sold. Yeah, like. 
and it's only been two years. Like I'm shocked at like we've only had that player for two years. Yeah, but did we overpay for him? No, Probably. he cost us what a couple of mil. I think it was about eight. So it's, it, that's one that I think is like a calculated risk. Hasn't Fair quite enough. paid off. You're probably going to recoup most of, if not all, of what you paid. Whereas Pepe, absolute oh. disaster. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he can cut it in the Premier League with the level of consistency that's needed. And not in our team, price, the way we price, play. Yeah, and his price tag just always put that pressure on him. In mm-hmm. a way, it's kind of not his fault. Um, but yeah, that that was obviously epic fail. And you know, if we ever do break that transfer record, like hopefully with the the criteria that Edu and Arteta put together, it will be a much better signing. But but yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just hope we get rid of Pepe. This we have no luck with big money signings. We never have had big big, big money uh, signing luck. Um, think about it, Aubameyang, that ended in tears. Mesut Ozil, that ended in tears. Even Jose Antonio Reyes didn't didn't stay with us for a great amount of time. All of our record signings have been have been difficult. It's the I one it's, yeah. it's the ones we pay penny for that we love. Yeah, I wouldn't say Aubameyang was a failure. It just yeah ended on that sour note. Like, it ended in tears. Yeah. I mean, it was a failure after we gave him the new deal. Yeah, similar with Ozil. Um, right, that's it. Arsenal philosophy. No one's more worth more than three fifty a week. Nah. Yeah, Saka could go full on Salah, but we're like, look, mate, the best you're getting is three four nine 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 nine. Yeah, I mean, um, his his new deal has apparently got a ninety million buyout clause in it. What scares the living shit out of me? And it's not expensive enough. <laughs> no, he's doing your boss a method. Yeah, uh, one one billion. Yeah, was that Messi's one at one point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go to Barcelona method. Just do outrageous, outrageous release clauses to scare people off. Even Albers is still 84, 85, isn't it? Because they were like, mm-hmm. Arsenal's 84 million player. And I'm like, who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he's flat out said, I'm not coming to Chelsea. Good. Well, now they want, uh, now United want him, so. Oh, I think. West Ham have got more chance than United. That's honestly that United team. No one, no one wants to go there. No, I, I went to um, like a, a football show, like kind of season preview a couple of weeks ago, and people talk about their top six. And when it got to the end, I think someone was just like, "Well, hang on, there's a lot of disrespect to West Ham here because I don't think United are getting top six. No. I think." Ronaldo, like, yeah, who wants to join that club? Like, they've spent the best part of the summer chasing De Jong, who has flat out said from the beginning, I don't want to join you. Yeah. Um, They, I think they've, oh, obviously Martinez, probably a great defender in the Dutch league, but I think his the physicality of the Premier League is not going to go well. They paid 50 million for him. Obviously, Arsenal watching, that price well, up. Watching his, watching his performance, you might have dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Obviously, McTominay and Fred in the middle of the park. <laughs> Mick Fred, how Harry... the hell do you still have Mick Fred? Um, what is it, Harry Maguire? I mean, it, even in the tunnel, he's making mistakes lining the squad. <laughs> the oh, side, that, so... that, I saw that this morning. That was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so who, who wants to join that team? And I, I don't know if I've said it, um, but yeah, Ronaldo is honestly he's trying to get out of that club as fast as he can. So, yeah, United's not a good place to be. Um, and any of you see what Dean Henderson said? 
Yeah. Oh, stay in your lane, mate. You are not as good as you think you are. No, but still, it, it, it casts Man United in an incredibly bad light to say they signed me, they promised me this, they promised me that, and they're probably no, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you there because every manager is gonna tell you what you want to hear to get you to play. True, true. Like, also, there's no, you there's have... no promises. Look at, um, look we've at all Harry played Kane. FIFA. Important, important, important. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at Harry Kane, where he was told that he could leave for a hundred million if it came in for him. It's, yeah. it's, it's words. And if it's not written down in your contract, you haven't got a leg to stand yeah. on. But also, on that front, you have the opportunity every day in training to show you why you should be given that start. You're just, if you're not as good as De Gea. That's on you. Like they're not gonna drop De Gea, who let's be honest, is still one of the top keepers in the world. Oh, he's, he's one of their player of the season the last season. two seasons. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's... So they're not gonna drop him just because on the on the download that they said, yeah, 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 we'll probably get a lot more game time this season. Like he did well at Sheffield, but let's be honest, it's Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. But obviously, any United fans weirdly listening to an Arsenal podcast at about an hour 15 in, feel free to reach out if you just want to. <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, we know we, we were in your position for a few yeah, years. Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we know. We know. Welcome, boys. Actually, welcome. No, actually, I don't think we were this bad. No, I think there were a few seasons where we've, in the Champions League, we fielded some absolute shocking teams. But oh, yeah. I guess that team was still in the Champions League. Um, Again, Arsene Wenger has won a uh, trophy more recently than Manchester United, and he's been retired for five years. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, true. Oh, is that the soccer aid thing? No, the FA Cup for us. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, oh, blimey! Wow. Yeah, exactly. So Man United have got a big old hill to climb up. One we're right, still trying to get back win, up. Didn't they win Europa? The like the season, the season before. before yeah. Oh, was that really the season before? Has it been that yeah. long? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they, they must go. be coming up. Yeah, they'll be coming up on that that seven year. No, it was nine years for us, wasn't it? That we didn't win a trophy. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think this is probably a good set point now to kind of uh, slide into the next bit and kind of finish it up with expectations for this year, trophies. Um, you know, the concerns obviously around the World Cup, but yeah, I think expectations. Um. I, I've been quite vocal on this, I think, between us. So my one is Champions League minimum, one way or the other. Um, and even for me, a Europa victory will still be seen as a bit of a failure if we finish uh, sixth. I will accept fifth if it's because we've obviously run the Europa all the way to the final and won it. Um, but Champions League is the is the goal. I don't care if we do FA Cup and League Cup. It's got to be Champions League now. Like this is Arteta's had two years now or two full transfer years. Um, that team is now pretty much ready to grow to challenge. And top four, yeah, I think is for me the goal. Um, I would much rather have top four over a Europa League win. Maybe not much, rather. I think, obviously, a trophy is always lovely to have. Obviously, it'd be our first European trophy, I think. Yeah, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> sure right, maybe, maybe I'll retract that back a bit. But it's it's got to be the bare minimum, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Champions League. Yeah. 
I will accept getting to the final and missing out. Provided we get top four. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's got to be Champions League football. And if you think about it, really, what a turnaround it's been from going two seasons at eighth with nothing and no Champions League football um, to now demanding we are, we should be there. Yeah. I mean, I... some pundits say Arsenal are a dark horse for the title. I think that's a bit much. Realistically, um, yeah. Much, that, that's why I'm saying, lads, we got to go for everything. I want no, the, no. Quadruple Ed... this season. I want the league. I want the Europa League. I want the FA I, Cup. I want the League Cup. I'd like I to see a cup. Yeah, but Edu said no. that, didn't he? He was like, to be fair, we have to be saying things like trophies and titles are the goal because this is Arsenal Football Club. So fair enough. And I do think that it's the race. Obviously, it is top four. But I think it is the battle for third because Chelsea are not... I think Tottenham and Arsenal have closed that gap to Chelsea a lot more than Chelsea have improved it to Liverpool City. If anything, they're probably further away now. Chelsea are in trouble. If if we were more consistent, us and and Spurs last season, if we were more consistent last season, we would have been battling for that third spot because Chelsea have fallen... We would have had it. Badly. But yeah, um, I can't... I I can't see anything other than top four as like it's our test. That's, that's our test as measuring stick. If he doesn't get that, he's gone. Like you have to get top four at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, the only I, saving grace for him to fall back on is winning the Europa League. Yeah, that gets you into Champions top, League as well. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah top, exactly. So it's Champions League one route or the other. Yeah, it's, it's fourth and a cup. I don't care which cup it is. Just full Audi cup, cup, and I'll be happy. Emirates we, Cup. Not, we won that. Yeah, already. we've done it. <laughs> a, a real cup, not like the charity shield that um, George announces an actual honour. Uh, <laughs> do, do I have to get Google to out again? It is considered a major English honour. I, I went to it. I saw us win it against Chelsea. I celebrated like a little bitch boy. It's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm the same as you, George. Yeah. Um, um, but, but on that front, I think obviously with top four being the target. Spurs have also arguably strengthened as much as we have. Some people might say more. How much of a threat do you think they are? Obviously, they pipped it to us at the, on the last game or the last few games last year. They, I, for me, they've they've signed the same. Well, I don't think they signed the same level players as us, but they've signed good levels of depth. So they they will go the long haul, and they've got a lot better managers than a lot of other teams. I think they yeah. got a better manager than Liverpool have fucking got, to be honest. Because Klopp yeah. is just a little bitch. Yeah. I mean, uh, I might stand by that if Conte can win a trophy for Spurs. Like, uh, I, but I do what think Klopp did to that Liverpool from. team, I don't think you can under What's... you can understate that. Like, he What's turned them into world beaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. he, he did. He did sign the most expensive defender and the most expensive goalkeeper. So, like, it's not like he went into the youth squad and went, "I'm going to pick all these players." And like, Pep and Klopp have, have spent money. Like, we are now now we have spent money, so we have to back it up. Has Klopp spent the same level of money as Pep? Like, it spent I've a mean, bit, but like, how much did Mane cost? Salah cost, for example. They weren't like eighty to a hundred million deals. Nah, the Diaz was Jota. Yeah, Jota. Uh, Jota. He seems to be worth the money. Yeah, but yeah. They, they, they so have I spent think... money. It's, it's it's not like 
the Pep and Klopp have not done like the bare means to win. They've won and they paid and won the league. Let's be honest. No, it hasn't I been mean, money ball. Well, in that in that case, it's also pressure on us then because we yeah, have exactly. spent the money. And we have what have we done over the last two summers? It must be up like close to three hundred and forty million. Getting there. Like we are spending a lot of money. Like yeah, we, now, it's, now it's, it's time to get results. It is, and that's what I'm saying. The measuring stick for Arteta this year is top four, and that's ridiculous that like we've spent four, 340 million, and the whole point is get top four. Like that should be 340 million and win the league. Yeah. In in, in yeah. any other league, it would be, but the the competitiveness of the Premier League now, it's not like it was back in the yeah. day. Like it's yeah. you on paper, yeah. there are there are the, the six teams that should be in that top four. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going back it, to Spurs signings. Yeah. <laughs> look at them. Look at them on paper. Who have they bought? Or, or yeah, who have they bought? Even Perisic, Perisic. is he's, there for the pension scheme. He's like, thirty-four. He's yeah. brilliant, though. He he's brilliant, though. He's brilliant, but is he going to keep up with the intensity of the Premier League? Probably yeah, again, really funny again, to watch. Five subs, loads of games. He, he can come off the bench and really like set, settle that team. With the, yeah. he's, he's the same as um, Shizhenko. He's got that winner's Well, Shizhenko's got a lot more years left in him. So I think yeah. this is another thing. Let's see Let's see if even Perisic can, can handle Gabriel Martinelli's pace on a good day. Yeah. Subs he or probably not. Won't even, start, he won't start against him. Even no, when, subs or not, even subbed on, I don't think. Even no, the I think Reykjelon will start in. against the proper pacey ones. Yeah. Um, but, who's the other one? Clement Lenglet. Don't own him. Decent signing, I think. But is that on loan? Yeah. Jed Spence, who's never played in the Premier League. Oh, we were crying for him, mate. Don't, don't. Yeah. He destroyed Premier League teams last season in the cup. He destroyed us. Not to start the FA Cup. Is he right back or left back? Right back. Oh right, yeah, fair dues. Yeah. Um. Who else? There's another person. The only person I didn't. Ah, Richarlison. Jesus Christ. I think they've overpaid for. Yeah, it's they've great. overpaid for, it and he'll probably end up headbutting one of his own players in the Champions I was going to say, it's Granite Xhaka two years ago, but he plays up front. Yeah, and um, people not were the saying to like he obviously no. picked up a bit of form towards the end of last year. I mean, probably you know, pick the same Richarlison for Arsenal. Can you imagine him and Granite Xhaka in the same team like watching the UFC? I never wanted him at Arsenal. But the thing with Richardson, I can't see him playing like starting in that lineup because you've got nah. Song, Kane, and um, Kulaveski, who's an insanely talented right winger. Like he's not replacing any of those three in, in the starting no. lineup. So and that's where he's going to get more, your backup. a backup who's going to get frustrated at game time. So that that could be their downfall. Um, but someone yeah. that also wants to be starting in that World Cup, like does he start? No, because yeah, well, he starts in the moment over Jesus. Yeah, that, that's not going to last very long. No, because no. he's going to be on the bench and Jesus is going to be firing. Golden boot winner. So, really, are Spurs' signings that impressive? I don't think so, personally. The only one but, that I can't see a massive problem with is Eves Basuma. But they've yeah. signed they've signed depth. I would yeah. say their depth now is a lot better than our depth that we've signed because Vieira is not proven yet. He's got that injury. Uh, we haven't signed a right winger. To, if Saka gets a knock, yes, our depth on our left side and midfield with Shizhenko is better than Persic. I would we, say we've got two strikers. That's it. 
Yeah, yeah but Martinelli can cut in, Carney. And... One gets injured, we, we might be in trouble. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think on deadline day, we will sign a striker. Hopefully. Yeah. So I think... yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all about depth. It's all about rotation. And I think they have a lot with their manager and their depth of rotation. They will, they they have had a better win than, than us. But for starting lineup, we've got a bet. We've had a better window. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, I I'd agree with that. Um, do you think they're a bigger rival than Chelsea to us? Okay, they're Spurs, mate. No fucking so, London derby. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I mean in terms of league position. Like, oh, yeah, who, who's going to yeah. be going for third, fourth, fifth? Like, well, who do you Todd, yeah. Todd Bowley's playing at the Premier League transfer window like someone on Football Manager from, like, yeah. like it's ridiculous. He's money boring. No, he's not even money boring. He's, he's just going mental. Who's like, playing up front for, who, who, who's playing up front for Chelsea these days? Well, they literally Habits. just sold, they sold no. Werner this morning. Well, if they habits, but it wasn't exactly banging in the goals last year. They've sold no, Werner. That's, They've that's sold it. in the gap. They've sold Lukaku, so it, are Chelsea a really potent threat up front? Not, not got to me at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, not to me at the moment. I don't, I don't see it at the moment. No, yeah. I think Chelsea will drop off again. Like this Sunday, Chelsea versus Spurs as the second week game. Jeez, that's going to start like settling things already, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we, we, and again, like as you're saying, Chelsea as our Spurs the challenge for us to get to third our next five games are all winnable we could go in actually i'll be honest up to week nine when we play against spurs yeah i think we could win every one of those games realistically one... we can win every single one of those games i don't i don't see manchester united as a threat if ah. they don't get in our heads if they don't Not get yet. in our heads is it yeah. uh, week... old trafford or emirates oh that's a good question but, um, but no, I agree with that. And you've got to think players coming back as well. Yeah, is back in training. Tierney, We're away for United. We are away. But yeah, yeah. Tierney's back. Um, Tommy Asia should be back. So, you know, we should have that full depth. Uh, I hope by that point, you know, Smith Rowe should be back um, partway through those games. We should have so signed think... two more players. Yeah, well, we've still got a couple of weeks, haven't we? Exactly. Um, and I, I don't know. I think Tielemans might get done after this weekend. I think they just don't. I, I think that's why we're waiting. I think we've got to that point where we've seen we're playing in the second game of the, the week, uh, the, the second week of the season. We've been like, we're not going to take one of your best players just before we play. Yeah, could be the final call on it as well. Like, um, well, let's just see how he plays in right in front of us. Yeah. But I think also they don't need to do that. Like he's been in the Premier for the last two years, hasn't he? Yeah, it gives him it gives him an opportunity to show us how much he wants it, though. Yeah. Um, and if he kicks a few of our players beforehand, we'd probably be like, no, fuck off, you brick. Imagine Imagine he actually injures one of them, and like, well, we've got to fucking sign you now to replace him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be a game plan going in his head, right? Can I chop down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, right. So I think expectations, all in agreement, Champions League, one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. But not finishing below fourth. I would accept fifth if 
it was run down to the last game and the only reason we missed it is because we're in like we're... cup finals mm. but i don't want to if we're missing out on top four i don't want it to be by more than one or two points yeah yeah but then if we lose the europa final and we're in fifth we look <laughs> oh no so that's why that's why i said it's champions league one way or the other i'll accept fifth if we win europa most importantly, I'm, I'm happy with the project. Most importantly, I am happy with the project. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the Actually, most to be honest, no, you know what? Too. Jamie's right. It's got to be top four either way. I don't care. Like, the amount of money that's been spent, it's got to be top four. Bloody hell, me and George are green. <laughs> that's a good point to end, isn't it? I mean, I was going to suggest a stupid bet with you for the uh, for this season because you riled me up about one of the uh, one of the transfers. What's the bet? Uh, okay, how much do you think Genduzi's worth? I think he could have been sold for, considering his age, the season he had at Marseille, the clear talent there. I reckon he could have been in a good market, so not pre-COVID. I reckon he could have gone for thirty mil. Okay, yeah. I knew you was going to say thirty million. If Ganduzi gets sold within the next three years for over thirty million, I'll buy your Arsenal shirt for that season. Deal done. That means you've got mine. Well, uh, yeah. If fine. he goes in within three, I was going to say we million. we did the deal, but uh, yeah, sounds good. So it is yeah. written. So it shall be done. <laughs> I mean, I've got a fifty-pound bet that Newcastle are going to finish above Arsenal this season. Sorry? Yeah, an Arsenal fan bet me that Newcastle would finish in the top four above Arsenal. Oh, right, all oh, right. You took the good end of the bet. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Taking, yeah, sounded, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounded suicidal for a second. No, I'm not going to make that Blimey. silly bet. I mean, I should have <laughs> really forced George into the uh, Tammy Abrams bet. Well, what, what was that? Oh, yeah, it was um, score more than 20, wasn't it? Oh, right. Yeah, in all and competitions, but I meant... I meant I meant um, Premier League because I didn't think he would be transferred out of the bloody country. If I would have just said oh, right. Premier League, <laughs> yeah. If I said any league, I would have been bloody right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he had a good season, but yeah. maybe that's where he belongs. Like you know how some players are suited to certain leagues. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, you know, it's painful to say it, but Mourinho, I guess he is still top manager. Yeah. Um, just not in England. Yeah. It'll do all right for one season, like, and then, yeah, drop off. But, um, all right, then let's uh, finish off with predictions for Leicester. How do we scores? How do we think we'll do? Three at home, in it. Yeah, first at the Emirates. So, what do you say? Three one. Three one. I was going to say the same with a uh, Jesus brace. Yep, exactly the same. I'm going to go. Oh, go on. Martinelli with the other. Yeah. I'm going to go 3-0. I just think, with Saliba in that team, and I think he still will start against Leicester, he just, he just looks so solid. Um, and I think I think Gabby Brace and Saka getting on the on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Or sure. a Gabby Brace and Enketiah in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I'd like to see Eddie kick on this season. It's really important that he kicks yeah. on this season. But, Don't forget um, to captain uh, Jesus then on your uh, fantasy team. Oh yes. Well, it depends who who um who else is playing. I 
Captain Harland that well did all right, but it's obviously yeah. you know, Salah or Zinchenko. Like I think I saw a few people captain Zinchenko. Yeah, that was madness. I saw someone triple captain him. Yeah, mm-hmm. bringing in what like forty odd points. Yeah, but um, no, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we'll see you again in nine months. Yeah. No, 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 right. we, we, we're doing this a lot more regularly. It's a new season, I think. Yeah, we're uh, back into the swing of it. I think we all missed doing it, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And we're a lot more optimistic now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to cry every week. Yeah. I mean, we, we, there will be one or two times this season when we probably will. But I think... Yeah, we're off. Awesome. I, I think nine straight weeks, no tears. We're, oh, we're I Johnson's. noticed you already entered it. Do oh, this. no, we haven't. We're still going. Carry on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, nine, I think we're going to be nine uh, nine weeks. Uh, Johnson's uh, no tears. Yeah. Love that. All right, then. Well, I think that's it from us. Uh, we shall hopefully be speaking to you after a Leicester victory um, at home at the Emirates. But until then, have a good one. Look after yourselves. Wait, before we stop recording, and don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. So, Instagram, Facebook. Gunner underscore chat. Oh, yeah, we'll bring that one out of hiatus as well. Bit of content. Lovely. I think that's it from us. Take care. And and if you want to see some nice uh, uh, behind-the-scenes footage from Media Day, it's uh, Booths by Lux. And that Lux is spelled L-U-X, not luck, as in Saka's goal. Um, Anything else, Jamie? No, that's everything. Lastly, yeah. I just want to say shout out to John. Hopefully, we'll have him back for some future recordings. Yeah, I think yeah. the key thing, you'll have at least some of us for all of them. And yeah, we'll we'll work it as we go along. So it's going to be a busy season and we're busy people, aren't we, gents? Yep. Yeah. Lovely stuff. All right, I think on the third or fourth time of asking, (laughs) that is it from us. And we shall speak to you on the next one.